Hi everyone, well welcome to what's been a new podcast of mine on Point and uh, today I'm actually beginning a series where I'm talking to a number of my friends and colleagues here in the National Party and I'm delighted to be joined uh, by a very good friend and colleague, uh, Simeon Brown. Great to be with you, Simon. It's, look, it, it's fantastic, actually, and hopefully this is a really good avenue to be able to engage uh, with the public um, and to touch on the topics that are on point, what's relevant today. So as we all know, Simeon's the MP for Pakaranga, amongst many claims to fame, but what we're wanting to talk about today uh, is particularly uh, your spokesperson uh, roles with police and corrections, uh, and then particularly within that gangs. I mean, this mm. is really the the topic of the moment. It really is, and um, the reality is under Labour, we've had an increase in gang membership of 48%, or in real terms, about 2,500 more gang members on the street um, causing misery, um, using illegal firearms and selling meth. Um, this is a problem they're becoming more emboldened, they're becoming more entrenched into our society, and uh, the government is only just starting to wake up to how big a problem they've got on their hands. I might pick up on two points on that. One is you mentioned the, the substantial increase in gang members. Um, a lot of talk from governments about the 501, so mm. these are the people coming back from Australia. But you did some important work which showed it's not absolute numbers. There's only a small number of 501s. Yeah, that's right. So only about 1% of the 8,000 gang members in New Zealand are actually deportees, so 501s. And so... Um, Yes, they are having an impact. They do have an impact by the mere fact that they bring the, the, the more serious nature of Australian gangs to New Zealand. Um, someone once said to me, it's like you change the business consultants, the business will change. Um, so they are having a massive impact on the gang scene in New Zealand. Um, but the reality is these gangs are recruiting local people to, to uh, patching up uh, and they, they're, they're joining the, the trade. So very serious issue and we need to deal with it um, the government needs to deal with it and take it seriously. So I think one of the reasons I, I raise that too, particularly for listeners, um, you'll hear from the government at times that they will blame that increase, that substantial increase in numbers on the 501s as if literally hundreds have come into the country. That's but right. I think your work showed there was fewer than 100. That's right, about 80 or something, I think 85 or something like that, a very small number comparatively. Yeah, but they're bringing their skills. So that's the really important thing I'm, again, suggesting to listeners is the government's playing a little fast and, and loose in that space. Uh, they're trying to give you the impression that it's literally not busloads, playing loads of people. Mm. It's a small number, but they're, they're pretty smart, right. slick operators. Um, I suppose the other thing that you raised was the gangs are getting more involved. And I mean, I hope this is not too controversial, but, you know, we saw government ministers and MPs yeah. going to Mungle Mall, wasn't it? That's right. So just um, just very recently, uh, we had the Minister for the Prevention of Sexual Violence um, turning up to a gang pad, the Mungle Mob gang pad in Hamilton, um, giving a speech. Now, uh, they can make whatever excuses they want about wanting to have conversations with gangs or whatever else, but you don't turn up to a gang pad to have that conversation. It's the last place. And when it comes to preventing sexual violence... Um, it's very common knowledge what kind of violence and sexual violence is perpetrated against women uh, by gang members. Um, it's a very serious issue. And so essentially what the messenger does, it sends, it says, actually, one, these gangs are okay. Secondly, it emboldens them. They've now got implicit support um, from a government minister turning up to, the, to speak at their gang pad saying, hey, we, we respect you, we want to have a conversation, we think you're important... Well, actually, the message I'd like to send to gangs, stop selling your meth, mm -hmm. stop using illegal firearms, 
stop the organised criminal activities and money laundering that you're well known for being part of, uh, once you've done that, maybe then we can have a conversation. But that's got to be the bottom line. Yeah, well, I think it is the clear line that we need to, to give them saying what national is. I mean, I was shocked that uh, Madame Davison went there. I mean, it, the fact that a Minister of the Crown went to a gang pad legitimises the gangs mm. and what they do. And, and look, to be honest, it's the hypocrisy in it as well. She talks about violence, she talks about the troubles that we have in our families and communities, and she's right, it's actually a major problem. But it's been perpetrated often by gang members. That's Not right. every gang member, but by gang members. And she's legitimised that, and it's an incredibly um, yeah, hypocritical and mm. frustrating stance. Hey, speaking of the gangs, though, I saw today, um, and we should get on to the firearm mm. protection orders, which you've been a big champion about, um, and we'll, we'll explain that in a moment, but the gangs have said they want to keep their illegal firearms so that they can provide for their families. That's right. What do you make of that? Well, um, well, I'm sure the kind of Kai that they want is um, simply just going out and hunting, isn't it? When they talk about Kai. Yeah. Or is it actually the the um, the other work that they do? Um, you know, this is, this is them trying to legitimise what they do. Um, when the reality is we've seen the violence on our streets increasing and escalating between gangs um, in recent times. And... The, the government has basically um, turned a blind eye to it um, for far too long. Uh, so firearm prohibition orders are critical um, to trying to actually tackle that violence. So take some of our listeners through that a little bit more because uh, these protection orders, uh, prohibition. prohibition orders, mm. sorry, um, might be good if you can explain it, but the really important thing too is Simeon's the architect of this idea. The government's just taken over your idea today. So I think it'd be really interesting for you to explain what yeah. those orders are and your role in them. So I've got a bill going through Parliament which will introduce firearm prohibition orders and what a firearm prohibition order does, well, the, the bill does a few things, but the first thing it does is it makes it crystal clear that a gang member can't have a firearm licence. Listeners would be um, shocked to learn that there's still about 11 or 12 gang members out there on the gang list who have firearm licences. So firstly it makes it crystal clear if you're you're associated with a gang, gang member, you can't have a firearm licence, full stop, end of story. Secondly, um, it allows the police to put in place what's called a firearm prohibition order. So essentially, uh, a gang member who's committed violent uh, offences in the past, in the past 10 years, will be eligible to have a firearm prohibition order made out against them. What that then uh, stops them from doing, it stops them from bringing the same presence as a gang, uh, as a gun, um, they can't be on the same premise as a, as a gun. Um, they can't um, visit, for example, a shooting range or something like that. Um, but most importantly, the, 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 the key thing is it gives the police new tools around search and surveillance so they can then go in there and actually um, enforce these firearm prohibition orders um, alongside of uh, more serious penalties for those offences than if those people didn't have a firearm prohibition order against them but still illegally had a firearm. So it's basically saying gang members shouldn't be around firearms and if they are, we're going to make life difficult for them. So I'm not just saying this because I work with it, I think it's just a really good example of good practical legislation to address you know, the increasing gang mm. violence and you need to think of the sofa Well, The ironic story. thing though is the, the, you know, the, um, the government's picked it up and um, but they're not talking about, they're not targeting just gangs. They're saying, oh, no, it needs to go wider. So now they're talking about high-risk individuals. And on all of their language, they fail to address the real reason why they're doing this. 
The real reason is because of the increase in gangs. Yeah. They're the ones that are perpetrating the violence on the streets. They're the one the government needs to target. Well, I don't want to take us down a philosophical rabbit hole, but this is what I term conflation. In other words, you know what the problem is, in this case, gangs, but progressives, the left, the Labour government can't accept that. So you conflate a whole lot of other mm. groups and supposed threats. So oh, it's not just the gangs, you know. But we know exactly who these things are going to be put, away, put yeah. against, you know. So let's just, you know, call, call a spade a spade, basically, mm. um, and, and get on with it. But I look, kudos to you that you've done this work, but I think it's really important to emphasise to people the government's picked up Simeon's idea um, or ideas, but have they given you any recognition? No, but that's the, that's the, I guess, the beauty and the curse of being in opposition. Yeah. The beauty of being in opposition is you can still make a difference. You can still push issues which ultimately the government um, is forced to, to do something about. So in this instance, they've actually taken it all. The, the curse is that uh, they take it and they do it and they get all the credit. Um, but that's just, that's just the reality that we, we operate in. The good, the good news is that they're waking up. The bad news is this legislation won't actually be effective. Well, stay tuned on this. I think it's a good uh, place to end. You can clearly see uh, Simeon's working very, very hard uh, in these portfolios. Uh, but look, thanks for joining us on On Point. Uh, all feedback is welcome. Send us your comments, emails, suggestions of who else uh, you would like to hear from. And I look forward to talking to you guys next time. Very good. Thank, Thank you very so much. much. Thank you.